the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Nam Fon of, guess what, Pacific Private Money. Yay. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is, again, random trivia. Got to keep you guys in suspenders. Mm-hmm. Our special guest today is a State attorney uh, Jim O'Brien. Jim, welcome to the best of investing. Hello, thank you very much for having me aboard. All right, hey Jim. So I got a question for you. So you're an estate attorney. You you do wills and trusts, and of course, you know everyone should have uh, a will and and uh, and uh, trust set up. In fact, most of our listeners probably have done that work before. And in fact, I did it, my wife and I did it about 10 years ago, so we're good, right? Uh, I mean, why would anybody come and see you today? Yeah, you know, and, and that's a very common mistake that people have. You know, one of the things I see the most with people is they think they go in to attorney, they pay for a trust, they put it in a drawer, and they, they're good to go, and then someone else is going to take care of it after they pass away. Yep. Th- that is a huge mistake, and, and, and one of the reasons for that, and as a recent example, is there's been a big change in the tax law. And the estate exemption now has doubled for the federal government. So it's went from about five and a half million to to about eleven over eleven million dollars. What that means is that most of the trusts out there now have something called portability, where somebody can uh, uh, commit to bequeathing something, and then when their partner dies, th- th- their share goes to their partner as as far as an exemption. But that's a big problem because there's also something called basis with, with real property. And I, 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 okay. No, I'm just saying don't pound on the table. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Jim, Jim's I'm looking sorry. at me. He's like, what are you trying to yeah. motion to me? I'm going, I, don't, don't do I, this because I keep hearing that. <laughs> I also want to be a dictator. <laughs> there you go. That's all good. It's okay. all good. So, so – as an example, if you have real property yeah. and, if, and one person dies, yeah. and then if it's something called a bypass trust, and the next person passes away 20 years later, yeah. there's a huge tax on, on the basis, step up in basis of the person who died first. It could be 20 years difference, and in that 20 years, you're going to have to uh, pay capital gains tax on the in interest for the first party who died first. So, okay, I remember like years ago, you wanted to set up these AB credit shelter bypass trusts basically to get the step up basis. Is that 
basically changed now where you don't want to bypass trust? Boy, boy you're smart. Okay. Because <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking okay. about. It's an AB trust. Right. AB trusts are prevalent out there yeah. right now because it was a great tax advantage to have an AB trust yeah. when the exemption was smaller. Now that the exemption is larger, people don't need it. But now there's adverse tax consequences. Gotcha. Where well, then what do you do is you, if when a person dies, you just rip up that trust, pretend like it never existed. Well, well, well the pro- <laughs> the, yeah, and there's a problem with that. Okay. It, you know, that actually sounds great. And I think a lot of people think that. Yeah. I, I truly believe that most people think that. But it yeah. isn't the case because half of the AB trust becomes irrevocable when yeah. the first Let's say you're married. Oh, that's right. When the first person dies, their their interest in that AB truck becomes irrevocable. Gotcha. So you no longer can rip it up. And then at that point, you're stuck with it. Now, okay, how about when the first person dies, you rip up that trust? Nice try, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to do it before. Okay. Two minutes after is too late. Okay, so remind your wife that if you're on tubes in the in the hospital, mm-hmm. the first thing you do before pulling the plug is rip up the trust. <laughs> Edward Loophole Brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so all about timing. So it's the point is time. that the laws yeah. change, and I hear this all the time that uh, from from other estate planners that uh, uh, you know that are out there saying, well, you, you should have your trust reviewed. And I always thought that, yeah, well, maybe there's some you know small items, but you're suggesting there's some really significant large items that need to be uh, addressed that uh, that your your existing um, trust setup and your will may not be adequate well exactly here's another example for that uh, oftentimes people have a trust you have to do something called fund a trust as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you have a trust not with a will but with a trust you have to fund it and what, what that is is if you have assets in financial institutions you have to tell those institutions yeah. that that the, those assets with those institutions are in the trust. Oftentimes, yeah. people go close that account in one institution, open up an account in another institution, and, and actually, almost invariably, they don't go to the new institution and say, "Hey, this is in our trust." Yeah. So mm, that's yeah. why it's good on on maybe an annual basis, every two year basis, mm. to sit down with the lawyer and go through everything that's in that trust because also circumstances change and you need to address that with an attorney. Okay. Yeah. We're going to cut to our commercial break. Uh, first one, I, and I can relate to that because I remember the attorney who set up our trust years ago said the same thing. He says yep. you can't just have a trust; you have to name the assets in the trust. Yep. Otherwise, nobody knows. Okay. Here's our first commercial break trivia question uh and jim if you know the answer to this don't say anything till we come back from break uh what drink do you get when you mix bourbon sugar bitters and soda water what's the name of that drink what do they call that if you're going to order that from a bartender call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer you're going to win that tanning certificate right don't touch that dial the best of investing is going to be right back for more information on today's topic call edward brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Nam Vaughn of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, what drink do you get when you mix bourbon, sugar, bitters, and soda water? That'd be an old-fashioned. That would be an old-fashioned. Hey, Mark, you knew that answer. That's my new favorite drink. (laughs) Maker's Mark, no soda water. I don't like to water down the bourbon. Ah, gotcha. Okay. (laughs) And want to make a quick mention here for a hornblower. So uh, uh, Valentine's Day just happened, and for those who missed uh, Hornblower, they uh, still have some awesome cruises on the bay. Check them out at hornblower.com. Can't get more romantic than going on on the bay with Hornblower. And we are in the studio here with the state attorney, Jim O'Brien. And um, Mark, you have a question for Well, my question is that, so I'm listening to you guys talk, and you're saying AB Trust and Spillover Trust, and I've heard, like, you know, Q-Tip Trust and all these. Those those are the ones for your ears. (laughs) Why are there so many different trust me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, Jim, there's, I don't know, there's like 40 of them or something. You have 30 seconds to answer all the questions. Go ahead. <laughs> it's 43. When was your say last week? So yeah. it's 43. Four, right 43, oh, 43 trust And you have 30 <laughs> seconds to name them all. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the reason for that is because people have all different needs. People have all different concerns. You know, as an example, we're talking about an AB trust. So for that, if you have a lot of wealth, you still want an AB trust. You have to have a lot of wealth, but what an AB trust can do for you is it can take the exemption of, of one partner or, or one spouse mm. and, and do what's called portability, move it over to the other spouse. So you have, in essence, a greater exemption to, to be uh, avoid taxes. And estate taxes can be pretty steep, so you want to do that. Another exemption, if you're not born in the United States, you're not a resident, you're not a citizen, the, the taxes can be severe and they start very early. On, on a very little amount. So for, that, for those people, you, don't, you definitely don't want to do a normal trust. You want to do a trust that protects your assets as, in essence, someone who is not a citizen or, or a resident. Mm. And, it's, and it's very important, and there can be significant tax consequences to it. Another example is some people who have a lot of money don't necessarily want to wait to the very end of their life to give it to, to their, say, their children, because... Mm. That's all maybe taxed if you're rich, whereas if you give it to them now, it can grow in their children's account. Now, there's a debate as to whether that's a smart move and you need to talk to an attorney to see if it is right or you feel it's right. Yeah. But that's another strategy that you need to look at. A- another thing would be if you're rich and, and you don't want to give it to your kids because your kids are rich and you want to give it to your to your your uh, grandchildren you're, you're, or your co-host on the radio show. Yes, that's, go ahead. That's what always pops into <laughs> yeah, my so, mind. Okay, good. Because I think everybody thinks that. <laughs> okay, way. good. Excellent. So, so if you wanted to do that, it's called generation skipping. And mm. a lot of people that have a lot of wealth think, "Hey, my kids don't need it. My grandkids can use it." Mm. So they do a gen- generation skipping trust. So there's a everyone really needs a trust tailored to their own needs. So there's wow. a way. To, so it's it's tailor made, I guess, to the family's situation. Now, um, so that's the trust side of it. So if you're updating your trusts on every two years, as you suggested, does your will need to be updated as well? And how does that, how does the will and the trust, how do they relate to each other? Okay. So you can either do, some people just do a will and some people just do a trust. The the downside of doing a will for some people and for most people is that there are are statutory fees involved. Probate. Right. Right, For probate. One, it has to go through probate. It's got to go through the court system. And then what's called an executor. The executor is, is the is the layperson who shepherds it through the court system. He or she is a statutory fee, and, 
And as an example, for a million dollars, that statutory fee would be somewhere between $20,000 and $25,000. Wow. Yeah. Which, yeah, well, that for, for a regular and, family, and, it's a And lot. that's not net the worth. That's on gross assets, isn't it? Th- that's on the assets. See, that can you can have a million-dollar house, owe 900000 mm-hmm. uh, which means you have 100000 net worth, and it's still based on the million? Well, it, 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 yes, it's based on— Thieves! It, thieves, yeah, I tell well, you. Well, <laughs> right. It's, it, it, well, it, yeah, it's based on what is distributed. But, but the other thing is the lawyer also gets his or her cut, and that is the same amount. So you're— you know, so in other words, they're all in cahoots. So, well, we, well you know, we have to make a living, okay? <laughs> no, well, no, you don't. Please, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. please. So, 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 there is that. So there is that with, with the will, and that's why most people nowadays use a trust. However, okay. the, the will doesn't go away because if you have a trust, and we've already uh, addressed this, oftentimes people forget to fund their trust. Yeah. And if you don't fund the trust. There are two things. You can go to court and ask the court to recognize that you do, did fund the trust, or it goes through probate. If it goes through probate, you want to have something called a pour-over will. Mm, and, what okay. a, and what a pour-over will is, is, is it'll still go through probate, but it'll go through probate under the terms of the trust that you have. So it'll be bequeathed according to your desires and to whom you want it to be bequeathed to. And so now most people have both a trust and a will, and the will is a pour-over will. So, Nam, you know how you're really, 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 really wealthy? You don't want to be really wealthy. You just want to be poor. It's a lot easier. <laughs> so I should give it to you. <laughs> where's where's you some go. of the uh, biggest mistakes that uh, people um, uh, should look out for when doing an estate plan? Well, you, you know, th- th- one of the biggest mistakes is we, or- we already addressed. Mm. They don't have the right trust for them. Mm. And again, as we addressed, ah, yeah. sometimes when you do it, it is the right trust for you. But 10 years later, it's not the right trust for you because either tax law has changed yeah. or, or your circumstances change. So that's the biggest mistake. Another mistake people make is not really understanding the dynamics of the distribution. Hmm. And as an example of that is like nowadays in Northern California, especially people all want to bequeath their home to their kids and they don't want to sell the home because they're thinking – you know, it's going to go up. It's going to go up, and it's taxes hard. will go up if they sell. And, and, and right, because because mm. there there is the step up in basis. Yeah. And so they don't mm. want to do that, and they're afraid that if if, they, if the home is sold, their kids will never get back into the home market because it'll be out of reach. Right. But but there's problems to that. Well, sure. I mean, what if the kids don't really want to live there? Well, well, right. Well, you know, one if they don't want to live there, but but the other thing is. You know, children can disagree yeah. on, on what to do with the home, whether to live there or not live there, yeah. whether to have my, you know, girlf- girlfriend live there or may- maybe not have your girlfriend yeah. live there or, or whether we all want to live there and not rent it at all. And the other thing is there are real tax consequences potentially to an ongoing trust asset like a home. If you rent the home uh-huh. out, you're going to have to be paying taxes on the income. And that starts at twelve thousand five hundred dollars hmm. and it's thirty seven percent. So is that a 1041 form? Y- yes, you, okay. but, but you've yeah. got you, you've got to you got to file the taxes, yeah. and it, it's it's high. The taxes are high, and they, they start at a very low amount. So even though you're making a lot of income, a lot of it's going to taxes, and so you just got to run through this with your attorney. Gotcha. Wow, a lot, a lot to think about. Okay, let's uh, go to our next trivia question here, uh, which is, what type of shop? 
did the Wright brothers own before devoting their time to flight? I know this. You know this one, too? Holy smokes. All right. Call 888-912-1190 for the first call with correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. And want to make a quick mention here for the Alcatraz Cruises. Alcatraz Cruises. This winter, San Francisco's waterfront is a playground full of hidden amusements, an opportunity to experience easy adventures typically reserved for vacations. Together with other Bayfront attractions, Alcatraz Cruises is launching Winter on the Waterfront. Check them out at www.sfwow.com. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question, what type of shop did the Wright brothers own before devoting their time to flight? Bike shop. Bike shop, that is correct. Very yeah. good, Nam. Okay, so uh, first of all, Jim... Uh, I want you to give out your information in case the audience is interested in calling you for an appointment or the something. State planning advice. State plan. Thank you very much. Oh, great. I very much appreciate that. Sure. Uh, I, I work out of San Francisco at 75 Broadway, Suite 202, and my phone number is 415. I'll pause to let people get a pen. 513-7942. Okay. And my, my website is www.jamesobrienlaw.com. JamesO'BrienLaw.com. Okay. And my, my website will have my information. All right. Now, before we uh, cut off to the last uh, segment that we did, we were talking about where maybe the home is in the estate and it's inherited by, let's say, two siblings. Uh, and maybe one doesn't want to live there. Maybe one does. Or one wants to sell the house because they want to cash out. The other yeah. one says, no, I want to keep it in the family. Exactly. And, you know. what, what do you do in situations right, like that? Right. That is real common. Because p- people don't realize what they're going to do until they inherit it. And oftentimes, the solution is, to, is actually to go to someone like, like you guys and say, hey, listen, we're at odds. One of us wants it. The other one wants to cash out, sees this as a hassle. The value, when two people own it, decreases. Their individual value actually decreases yeah. precipitously as opposed to someone who owns it by themselves because no one wants to jump in and own half of a house. So one person oftentimes wants to get out, and when they do, a lot of times they need to go to guys like you to get a loan. So when they say guys like me, what what Jim's referring to is is companies like Pacific Private Money, an alternative lender, because what banks, banks don't like making loans to trusts. So you're you're in a quandary. You have a trust. You've got two clients that are in disagreement. One wants to sell, one wants to keep. So the the trust needs to borrow the money, and only a private lender like Pacific Private Money is really going to entertain that. Now, we've made loans to many trusts over the years for this exact purpose, to help siblings buy out one another. Um, in situations like this, and so it is, it is a nice tool to have. And so, you know, one of our uh, very much uh, uh, revered referral partner relationships is those that we have with the, with estate planning attorneys, who uh, who oftentimes don't realize that there is a financing solution uh, um, at 
you know, opportunity and that we won't force uh, the owners to, to, you know, to take it out of the trust, which oftentimes is something that they simply just can't do. It's not legal. Right. And, and, and part of the problem with lending to, to a trust, one of the problems lending to the trust is that trusts have creditors. And so that mm. makes lenders somewhat queasy because you don't know who the creditors are. You don't know how big they potentially are. Mm. So, so, so oftentimes, lawyers may think that way. Think, well, this is we're in a box because it's going to be tough getting a loan for mm. those reasons. We talked earlier, you'd mentioned something about uh, reappraisal, reappraisal exclusions uh, on death, uh, you know, reappraising real property. Uh, talk a little bit more about that whole issue of reappraisal. Right. And, and that goes to what we were talking about earlier about um, real estate being marked to market. And what that means is you avoid the capital gains on the value of the home when it was first purchased to the value of the home now when the person passes away. So to do that, that, only certain people get that benefit. You know, the government doesn't give that out for, you know, to everyone. So the benefit goes from, from parent to child, child to parent. It also goes from grandparent to grandchild. But, but the catch is that the, the uh, children have to all have passed away. So, mm. so a child can't, as an example, we were talking about why do you have so many trusts. You know, a, a, a parent may have a child who's doing fantastic and want to skip it down to the grandchildren in order to, to avoid taxes, capital gains. But the child can't disclaim it. If the child's there, then it can't go to the grandchildren. Hmm. But the child has passed away, then it can also go to the grandchildren. And, and included in this are also stepchildren are included in this. So, uh, and there are, are exceptions to this. I won't get into the, the weeds, but in a lot of circumstances, stepchildren, son-in-laws, daughters-in-laws hmm. also get okay. this benefit. But like, for instance, brothers and sisters, that's a no-go. Huh, interesting. So this is really complicated. Um, what do you say to people who go, well, you know, all this is in, in, on the Internet. I can go and yeah, sign right. up with one of those companies and just do my own will and yeah, my exactly. own trusts. And that must just drive you crazy. Well, well, actually, you know, I'm also an estate litigator. That's really my, my background. As an estate litigator, I love these sites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Because people go on these sites, they do the things, and then there's repercussions after the will takes effect, because there are things, as we've gone through a few of them, there's things yeah. where all of a sudden there's a home and the trustee isn't doing it right, or the trustee has exceeded their boundary, his or her boundary, or, or there's vague language that's in dispute. Like, as an example, you, you want to give uh, something to a nonprofit. You put the nonprofit's name down there. There are about 12 nonprofits that have a similar name, and you may have misspelled it, yeah. or, or, or you may have just <laughs> stated it Virtually correctly, but slightly wrong. Okay, well, let, let me make sure I make this really clear. The way to spell the Edward Brown Fiji Island Fund is... Okay. <laughs> yes. So, so, in other words, don't try this at home is probably really good advice, because wills and trusts are us is probably not your best bet. You'll get, you'll get what you think you want for $500 or, or less, and then it ended up being uh, useless. Yeah. Right. Not, it, for, it, not for you, but for the heirs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you find it on Groupon, don't, yeah. don't go with it, right? <laughs> no offense to Groupon. Yeah. Exactly. The heirs... He caused all kinds of problems, and, and ultimately, the lawyers can get the money yep. because it's going to litigation will ensue, and us lawyers will get the money. And although that's important, it's not what's best for the heirs. And in California, we don't have pre-termitted error, do we? 
Oh, no, you don't. That, okay. that, in, in California, you don't have pre- oh, oh, hold on. I use some fancy language there sure for did. you guys. Yeah. Gold yeah. star. Basically, if I'm not mistaken, that means basically if you know if you forget to mention someone in, in you know, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, that, I forgot about that relative. The, the guy says, hey, wait a minute, I was the grandson. Da, 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 da. Basically, is that one? So you were to stay planning another life? You have yeah. all these words up. That's, that's impressive. Well, um, I'm going back to 1982 on that one, but go yeah, ahead. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. So, so really, to avoid that, you know, in California, what you want to do is, if, if you want to disinherit somebody, you simply state, oh, and they're a relative, you simply state that in in the trust itself, and it does not have to be harsh language. No, just say, I leave my dollar. That's hard. <laughs> you, can, you can leave them a dollar, or you don't even have to. You can just say, I, I'm I, not I, leaving. I love I, this I, person. Yeah, I, I, I acknowledge him, but I don't get him. Okay, right. here we go. Third uh, trivia question. In what sport did the contestants throw salt before the contest? And no, it's not drinking old fashions, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with correct answer on this question. In what sport do contestants throw salt before the contest? Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoft and Nam Fon. Third trivia question, in what sport do the contestants throw salt before the contest? Sumo. Sumo wrestling, that is correct. Ooh. And uh, Jim O'Brien, thank you very much, state attorney. Great information. How do people get a hold of you? Give us your phone number one more time. That's great. Sure. My phone number is 415 415- Five one three. Seven nine four two. Very good. Like okay. Those pauses. And, yeah. <laughs> they got to get a pack. That's, That's right. right. We want to make a quick mention here. Uh, you have seven seconds to make a first impression. Yes, only seven. A nice smile consistently top survey lists as the most memorable feature when first meeting someone. Call San Francisco cosmetic dentist Doctor Love, and that's L O E V uh, dot com. Hmm. Get your smile back. Okay, Anam, you went to a um, some you got some economic news for us, don't you? Yeah, we went to the uh, California Mortgage Association Winter Seminar in Newport Beach last week. It was really good to see some of the other private lenders in our space. There, it's a small world, mm-hmm. uh, small community, but uh, really uh, the level of professionalism is great. But you know, at the uh, event uh, every year, Chris Thornburg, he's an economist, um, well-known economist in California, gave, gives his sort of prognostications for the year. And uh, good news overall. I mean, you know, it was funny. Two years ago, I listened to him, and he said, basically, bottom line was, you know, no no recession on the horizon for the next 24 months, which was two years ago. But as for 2019, we'll wait and see what happens, he said back right. then. Because everyone seems to look ahead two years. No no economist or anyone else, for that matter, seems brave enough to go beyond a two-year horizon because there's just there's so many variables. And I heard yeah. uh, today, literally from a uh, an economist, uh, I went to a breakfast meeting and they said the same thing. It's specifically for 2019. He goes, nope, should be a fine year. Growth yeah. about 2%. Yeah. Well, listen to, this, to the show. We'll, we'll recall that I've, I've mentioned Chris's name uh, multiple times over the years, uh, Chris Thornburg of uh, Beacon Economics. He is uh, a California-based, California special specialist uh, in the economics field. And uh, uh, one, of the, one of his quotes is, um, they, you know, as far as the you know, current marketplace, he says, um, now this isn't optimism, but there's just simply nothing out there at the moment, whether it's the sell-off in the stock market or rising interest rates, that has the power or speed to knock 
knock the expansion off its track. And apart from a rapidly growing federal budget deficit, which of course we should all be concerned about, the U.S. economy looks fairly well balanced in terms of fundamentals. But what was interesting is that uh, Nam that, that he brought up uh, during his his talk is that you know. Why is it then that there are so many scary headlines uh, in the news that would lead one to believe that we are on the precipice to sell of, of some, right. you know, of some, you know, impending economic disaster? And uh, and Chris hits the nail on the head with a term that he came up for what is occurring in spite of nothing but good financial news, and that term is miserableism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's true. Miserableism. There's absolutely nothing wrong with a market that can't be solved with real news getting in the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or supposed news getting in the way. So I just, but it's true. It's, you know, miserableism is, is really, um, uh, it's a great, uh, great term for the, the press that would lead one to believe that, you know, even though things look good, there are, you know, very seriously dark clouds on the horizon. Yeah, and his main takeaway was it will be a good year. And they don't foresee, he doesn't foresee anything in the next 24 months. Again, okay. you know, yeah, no, keep no going out that 24 months. Yeah. So, Mark, we got an email from you I wanted to ask. It sure. says, uh, if I want to, wanted to redeem shares in your fund, is there a fee or back-end low for, load for doing so? Well, that's a that's a very specific question, and at Pacific Private Money, we allow uh, we have two types of investors that invest in our company. We make real estate secured loans uh, in California at Pacific Private Money. I've been doing so for ten years now, and uh, our real estate loans are um, uh, are are funded through private capital, and private individuals can invest in our mortgage pool fund if. If they are more of a passive type of investor, or if they're an active, experienced note investor, uh, they can invest in individual trust deeds that we create. So we work with both individual investors who prefer to invest in a specific note, and we also provide an opportunity for those who really aren't experienced and really probably shouldn't uh, be trying to invest in individual notes because there's a little bit you know, more complexity involved, and you should be experienced uh, to do that. Uh, uh, but rather, we have a mortgage pool fund for the for the passive investor, and, and that uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund right now is a five year old fund. It's up to forty five million of assets under management, spread across one hundred real estate loans, mostly in California, and it's been producing a trailing twelve month distributed yield of seven point five percent. Now. Um, Past performance is not a promise of future results, but because of what we just talked about, we believe the economy is strong. We believe the real estate market is not going to crash. Uh, prices have softened, and activity is uh, yet to be determined for 2019, although a lot of realtors I talk to are fairly um, optimistic. Uh, but yields could go down. And, uh, and uh, But overall, over the last five years, we've averaged in the uh, mid to high 7% distributed yield. Now, investors in our fund are asked to keep their money in for at least 12 months. Uh, most uh, private placements, like uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund, require a minimum investment period. Sometimes it's one year, sometimes it's two years. It could be as much as five years. We like the one-year um, uh, period. That way, people don't treat it like a money market account, stick it in there, and take it back out again. Uh, if you do redeem your money in less than a year, there's a 3% charge. But if you keep your money in for a year, there's no fee at all going in or going out. So there's no 
load, no front load, no back load. Um, we process redemptions every month. Uh, the the challenge for redemptions with a fund like ours is that most of the money is lent out on real estate loans. So depending on the size of your redemption request, if the money's in the account, we oftentimes can redeem it within weeks. Uh, but sometimes we have to wait for, you know, 30 days or so. Um, but we work with our investors. If the money's there, we will, we will make the redemption, and there's no fee for it. And when loans pay off, you get... The, the investor can get paid off that way, too. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's designed to be a fairly liquid fund. Uh, most of the loans we make at Pacific Private Money are 12 months or less. They're really transitional bridge loans for the most part. You know, it, it, one of two things is going to happen. The borrower's either going to fix up and sell the property, or he's going to conventionally refinance. If he's not going to sell and he's not going to refinance, we're probably not going to lend to that borrower because we don't like making long-term loans with no so-called exit strategy, as we call it. We like borrowers who have an exit strategy, who just have a short-term need for our money, which we charge roughly between 9 and 10% for. So it's, uh, again, it's, it's, you know, the rate is to entice people to go out there and do what they need to do to sell that property and pay us off or uh, get that bank financing and enjoy that, uh, you know, 4.5% interest rate. And for the audience listening who is interested in earning right around 7.5%, how do they get a hold of you? That would be at PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. Or give us a call, 415-883-2150. We are not pushy and we're not salesy. When you call us for information, we'll just shoot you an email. We've got all kinds of uh, information. We've got a newsletter that we share with people. um, uh, We've got a stat sheet uh, every month on the fund's activities. We've got uh, a newsletter that shows the activity all the way through uh, since the beginning uh, in 2013 we launched it. So all good information. It's all there for you. We're into attraction rather than uh, bald face promotion. So again, you know, never, never hesitate to call us or send us an email. Um, uh, and again, our, all of our email address contacts are on our webpage at Pacific Private Money. Com. All right. We're going to cut to our last commercial break. And uh, when we come back, I'd like to hear a couple of deals of the week. All right. So stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown, Mark Honf, and Nam Fon. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. We didn't have a trivia question. We already asked those. Um, Mark, you just closed a pretty large loan, didn't you? Well, we did. So um, at Pacific Private Money, two of the loan types that we do that most other alternative finance providers in California do not do is that we do ground-up construction loans, and we do owner-occupied purchase money loans uh, on the transitional side, meaning it's a short-term loan. So we help people close loans, uh, close homes uh, where they can't get bank financing, but they could get bank financing if they just had a few more months to uh, uh, get their stuff together. Um, So we work with realtors, mortgage brokers, and bankers uh, to help uh, their clients close on transactions. The ground-up construction side, though, is something that, again, a lot of of the lenders in alternative finance, they just want to do the fix and flip. They want to help you 
you buy an existing home, lend you the money to remodel it, and then you sell it and pay them back off. That's the kind of the low-hanging fruit in the alternative lending industry. Ground-up construction requires a little bit more expertise. you got to have guys on staff that kind of know how to underwrite that. Uh, there's draws. There's inspections. There's a number of things. So we just closed a loan uh, for a builder in San Rafael, a little bit bigger than we normally do. Um, it was a combination of private capital and our fund. We put together $7 million worth of financing to help a uh, contractor build six homes uh, in San Rafael. And so we're pretty uh, pretty happy with that. That uh, just closed last week. And uh, Edward, you uh, did a loan uh, recently that... Uh, well, that I do have a deal of the week. Oh, you do? Um, yeah. It hasn't closed yet, but uh, it's someone who owns property in San Francisco. It's a, a duplex. Uh he thinks it's worth a million two. Zillow and other sources say it's worth a million five, so that's good. Oh. He only owes five hundred. And he needs a loan of five hundred because he's gonna be adding square footage, a third story, and then he's gonna sell the property for about two million. So right now, lending him five hundred on a rehab construction type loan, which will be totally funds control. So it's not like mm-hmm. you just write him a check for 500 and say, gee, I sure hope he builds what he wants to build. You're not afraid right. that real estate prices are going to drop like a rock in San Francisco in the next six months. Exactly. And, and this is a, a total going to be, it's going to be a two-year loan, but it'll probably pay it off in a year. In fact, this guy's got ample ample reserves. He just wants the loan just in case he runs over. Mm-hmm. And I'm, of course, I'm being facetious because real estate prices don't drop like a rock in six years. The last time they dropped like a rock six in starting in yeah. 2007 and eight, it yeah. took about three years to drop like a rock. But, you know, it, it, real estate prices do go down and, and yeah. we're conscientious that maybe, you know, prices are cresting. I've heard someone use that term, but it doesn't mean it's going to crash like a wave and that real estate prices are going to drop, you know, 20, 25, 30% like they did in many markets in California 10 years ago. He's uh, an experienced contractor and uh, he's done other projects before and lending him the 500 in second position, which a lot of lenders won't do, yeah. but in this case, even if it's worth a million five today, that's only sixty seven percent loan to value. Yeah. But again, he doesn't get all the money right now. He gets it as he's improving the property. And he won't go to a bank because Well it's a second it'll be a second. second. And the and the first is with a conventional lender at a really good interest rate, so he doesn't want to disturb that. Yeah. And and frankly, a lot of banks just never really got back into the construction lending realm. Ground up construction or even major improvements, major which is improvement, the loan you're talking about in San Francisco, it's just uh, it, it's just not their bailiwick right now. And so uh, alternative finance providers like Pacific Private Money uh, are a good uh, plan B when plan A fails. Plan A is conventional financing, bank financing. That's always the route you should go. Uh, unless you just love the convenience and speed yeah. of well, private we'll money, that. it's just going to cost you more. But, uh, you know, low documentation requirements, uh, fast responsiveness, holistic underwriting guidelines. Uh, for more information, again, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Great. And again, Jim O'Brien, the state attorney. Thanks again for uh, being with us. Hey, guys, it's a lot of fun. That's right. right. Come back we'll again. To, yeah, we've got a lot more questions for you in the next show. Great. All right. Uh, thoughts for the day. Don't waste your time looking back at what you've lost. Move on. Life is not meant to be traveled backwards. Right? Yep. And your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weed. <laughs> you made that up. I know. I, I, I wish I did. I'd be the poet and not know it. You know, yeah. I, I like that one. I thought that was pretty good. All right. Uh, that's it for today. So tune in, the audience. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best. 
of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.